Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by From Within Records. There's a lot of stuff going on. November 12th, Shackled, Doubt Surrounds All. I'm so excited for that record to finally be released. But before that, October 17th, Beskar coming out of Pensacola, Florida, dropping a new tape coming out on From Within Records, which is amazing. I love being straight edge. I love the fact that they're dropping it on Edge Day. So please, on October 17th, please keep an eye out for that Beskar tape. Also, From Within Records will be dropping a zine on Edge Day to support all of you straight edgers out there and for all the non-straight edgers who actually care. So please keep an eye out for that. From Within Records, going strong, doing a lot of awesome shit. So like I always say, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we traveled to Long Island. We tracked down Steven. He runs Street Fight Records. It was a pleasure for me to be able to talk to somebody who's been so involved especially someone who's been involved in the Long Island hardcore scene. I'm such a fan of so many bands that he has uh, put tapes out for. Shout out to bands like Jab, Draw the Line, Soul Provider. Members of those bands have been on the podcast over the years, and I'm just a fan of that music, and I'm just so happy to be able to have someone behind the scenes uh, to come on the podcast and talk about those bands in the early days and I'm so stoked to hear about what Street Fight Records has going on in the future. And I have a, a lot of hope for them to grow into what they want to be. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Steven to the show. Steven, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Going good, man. Thank you for having me. Glad this happened this time. No crazy acts of God. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, strange times. And I honestly am happy that uh, you were willing to uh, work with my schedule because obviously, you know, things happen. And uh, it, it at one point felt like, you know, the, the universe was trying to keep this from <laughs> happening. But, you know, here we are today. Um, we're doing it. So I, I, I appreciate you being here today. Yeah, no problem, man. So for uh, people who may not be familiar with uh, uh, who you are and what you do for the hardcore scene, could you just give us like a, a quick breakdown and then we can you know, dive into things a little deeper? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Steven. I run Street Fight Records. Uh, I mainly handle everything with that from shipping and all that. Uh, I used to be in a band called Out the Front. Uh, I haven't done that in a few years, but yeah, that's basically what I do. Mainly Street Fight Records. Yeah, I'm curious, uh, how did you get the idea to want to start Street Fight Records? Um, so I've been like, ever since I've been like in hardcore, I've been liking like collecting records and stuff like that. And I was like, what's a cooler way to like contribute than just to put like some records out to put like my friends bands out who otherwise wouldn't have like physical releases. So that was the main inspiration. 
and I feel like that is a, a pretty cool way to, to give back, uh, but also like a, a big undertaking because to yeah. want to kind of step in that lane and uh, do a label, uh, it sounds like a cool idea. But then when you can kind of sit down and think about it, it's like, damn, it's a it, it can be a lot. And um, obviously your first release was um, your own band, but to kind of go yeah. and branch out and try to convince other bands to let you um, do their releases. Uh, what was that like for you to kind of, you know, kind of get the word out there and trying to convince these bands to let you put out these, uh, you know, physical releases for them? It was like, it was pretty easy for the first couple. Cause like I knew, like I knew the guys, uh, I think the second release was jab and I like very good friends with all those guys. So it was a couple easier for that. But then when I started like meeting more and more people through that, it became harder. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Every street fight release until like the 10th was made in my room, like dubbing the tapes by hand. So I made a lot of mistakes along the way, getting those tapes out and shipping. But and how did you figure out that you're making these mistakes? Where like you know people who bought these tapes were like hitting you up, like "Hey, shit's messed up." Or yeah, <laughs> there was like like tapes sold on Depop. There's like this tape just did not play at all. There was no music on it, <laughs> and like a lot of it was like made in my home printer. I printed out all the J cards myself, cut them themselves, and like I was like looking at them, like these aren't straight. These aren't done well at all. <laughs> Yeah. And was there like some sort of like, you know, vetting process before you actually shipped them out? Because obviously if you're doing everything by hand, um, I, I guess it, it can take a, a, you know, a long time and, um, you know, it can be really time consuming to kind of have to go over every tape to try to make sure that there were no mistakes. Yeah. Um, I would try to play through all of them before I ship them out. Like I would like have to like play through it and like fast forward through it a little before I ship them out. But obviously as I sold more and more, I was like, all right, I can't really just do this for every single one. It just takes too much time. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine um like y- you would have to not really like cut corners, but yeah, you'd have to just like to skim through it because to sit down yeah. and have to listen to every single tape front to back to make sure there are no errors. Yeah, that, that would just take uh, like way too much time. Take whole days for some tapes. Mm-hmm. And you said you're um, you're doing it before you know right there um you know at your home like when did you have to like upgrade from that process like when did you realize like okay this is like cool but I, I need to find a better way to do this um i did it i did that for like a year i think that's like eight releases and i think whenever i did the draw the line cd and when i like ordered that i was like this is was the easiest thing i've done in my entire life because i could just order it boom ship them out the next day like i had them there mm-hmm. so once i got that i was looking into more getting tapes made and stuff and i was talking to um to Alex from Streets of Hate, and he put me on to um, Desire Atlanta. Shout out them because they do all the tapes for me from now on. Okay, so you kind of just had to outsource and just kind of find people who were uh, you know able to do it in a more timely manner, and not you know kind of leave it all on you and save you some stress and relief. Yeah, it definitely made things so much easier because I'm lazy as hell, and when it came to making tapes, I would it would be like I would have to spend like a whole day of my free time doing it. And I would school and work. It just really didn't work out. And by by the cost comparison, I wasn't spending that much more ordering tapes from this guy. And do you feel like it takes away anything from like doing the label for you? Like, you know, when it comes to like the love and the passion, because obviously it, it's probably like you know, fun to look back with you being in, in the trenches and doing everything by hand. But now it's just like, OK, now that you outsource it, does it feel like you're doing less or? Uh, not less. I know, like, like, I like those are like cool. Like, I had like the tape player downstairs that was like the central hub, and it was like kind of cool just to make everything myself, order the tapes, you know, get everything together, print it out. I was designing a lot of the J cards at the time too, 
Like I was handling all of that, but I stopped. I kind of like put my hand off that. I was like, I do not have the time to do this and it doesn't make sense. So I was like bands. Like I have a friend who does all the design work for me now. And I was like, you guys have to do all this because doing everything else as it is, is stressful enough. So it, it's like more relieving at the same time as like, like I'm more relieved than anything. I'm just getting it, like not doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously with, uh, uh, going from tapes and then you're doing CDs, uh, have you thought to do like, you know, more vinyl? Yeah. Uh, I have, I have something in the works coming up that should be at, like that. I should have, you know, sent to somewhere in like November, but vinyl just like kind of like expensive, like pretty expensive right now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of street fights doing okay, but I just need, I have this one thing. I have a flexi coming out with a band called warehouse. They're from our, my area. It's like members of like hangman and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's going to be like the first, like kind of like real, like vinyl, like it's a flexi, but it's close enough release. Just I want to build that up. Cause I haven't had a street fight release that I'm like, Okay, this is like the big one that I'm gonna I'm putting all my effort into. I'm doing, you know, ad campaigns, like stuff like that. So that's like my the kind of goal to get this and then go on to like, you know, do a twelve inch here for another band. That's not announced yet. Okay, for sure. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's uh seems like the gradual process, right? You know, you're doing the tapes and the CDs and it, it only seems like that's like the right move if you're gonna you know continue to do the label and uh, you know try to grow it and take it a little more serious. It's like all right, cool, like let's step up and you know take it to the next format, which is like you know obviously like like super popular within our community. Like you know people love vinyl. Yeah, it's definitely the most like legitimize legitimizing uh, format to put your music on. Like it makes a band look so much more important when you have something on vinyl, which is so weird. When you think about like yeah. the actual like aspect of vinyl and like when it actually came out and like how it, it, it's like, you know, obviously like we're here in, like in this digital age, but this like physical format from like, you know, way back when is still like the most popular format when it comes to like, you know, music in our scene. Yeah. It's definitely kind of ass backwards entirely, but like, let's say you make a CD. CDs are kind of hard to sell. Well, you make a CD, you make them, you sell them for like 10 bucks a piece. You can make a 12 inch and they sell like 20, $15 standard usually. So like, that's also, it's the best way to make money mm-hmm. off like a record. You know, I went to uh, the K-pop store, like my, my local K-pop store yesterday. And there's this uh, group called Espa and they just had their first uh, mini album come out. And it's like their first physical release. Like they, they did like a, a couple of digital singles, a cover song and they went insane right and then they just came out with the first uh you know album and i was really impressed with how they packaged their uh, cd because like there's like a, uh, there's like three different versions i, I bought two of the yeah. three i'll probably end up buying the third one just because it's like their first release it's going to be a big deal like you know w- when we look back on this record but they had this uh it, it was like kind of like a, a seven inch but it was like um it was just a cd inside but like when, when you opened it it was kind of like a gatefold yeah. and there was just so much cool shit that came with it there was uh you know some folded posters some uh you know uh postcards and stickers and all this crap and i was like geez i was like this band obviously like they have like like their their entertainment company i'm you know obviously backing them like has a lot of money so i can yeah. see how like you know for their first release that you know it was so professionally done because obviously when you look at other bands um who have their first albums come out it's not as nice right like normally it's like a gradual build to something like that but when yeah. i look at something like that i'm like dude just that and obviously yeah i, I know it's a money thing but if 
bands were to go just like that little extra step to make their you know packaging that much better like they could stand out like easily because obviously like things are pretty much stand right you know it's like oh here's like one little insert the vinyl and, and that's it but if like you just just add like one or two little more things you could stick out so hard you really can't I, my favorite part of getting a record is looking at the insert and seeing the thank you credits and seeing like I remember when I was younger looking at bands I didn't know like oh what's this band what's this check that out like, I think that's bands don't really do that anymore I've noticed but I think it's an important part to have that like insert looks cool like there was some foundation record that had like pictures of them touring and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You can just see like years worth of like history about the band mm-hmm. through this record. And it's like, dude, this is so awesome. Yeah, I, I wish. Well, and maybe I, I, I maybe I'm speaking out of turn because I don't collect uh, that much uh, hardcore vinyl like things uh, like there's certain bands that like I have to like buy. Like there's a band from out here called Fury, whatever they do. I always yeah. have to make a purchase just because I think they're very important for uh, Orange County hardcore in general. So it's like, I'm not just them being like one of my favorite bands. It's just like, it's just a cool piece of history to have for out here. But then I know there's like millions of bands that I love that I just have no interest in buying their vinyl just because I, I don't know why. I, I just never been uh, like a collector. And, and, but it all stems back to this weird story about me trying to start with this New Fan Glory album that was never, that wasn't pressed at the time. So I, I blame blame them. For my <laughs> for, for my lack of uh, uh, hardcore vinyl, even though um, you, you see this one, this is something I'm very yeah. proud of. Uh, but, but yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, I, I hope with you know going forward, you know, uh, if the 12 inch is successful, that you know that's just obviously like a, a snowball effect for the record label, and you know things continue to grow from there. Yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully that works out because it's just like a whole like getting them to, you know, really get down and record it and everything. So if that's I'll announce that at a later date, but that should be I should have that out sometime next year if, you know, everything goes for sure. So I I, want to kind of go through the catalog since um, is is there only um, 10 releases so far or are there more? 16. 16? I think it's on the website. If you go to streetfairrecords.com, hit the website up. Okay. So I think it's all listed on there. When I look at the um, bands, cause I, I, I checked it out on, on Discogs, which is like a little, yeah, uh, yeah it has, uh, you know, the, the majority of stuff listed. But when I look at some of the bands um, that I, I'm really into, I'm like, oh, like a lot of these bands have been on my podcast. So I, I'm just curious about, uh, you know, your relationship. Like when I look at a, a band like Draw the Line, which, which I'm still a fan of that band. They're on the podcast like way back when. I wish they were a little more active, but I'm sure they have the reasons, uh, yeah. you know, for it. But uh, I, I'm serious. Obviously, like you guys are from the same area, but like, how do you know yeah. those guys? Uh, I've met them just going to shows. Jimmy, the vocalist, he's like a real character. Uh, if you like going to shows, he's just a very like, hey, how you doing? You know, bust your balls kind of guy. And I've just known all like just from going to shows and meeting people. I've known all of them very well. Anthony, who plays drums, I'm very close with. He plays in Yes Duke and Hangman and uh, Warehouse, and he played a bunch of other stuff probably. But um, I just knowing them is you know that I just came together out of nowhere. I was just like they have a record out, they hit me up, and they're like so such close friends. So they're gonna they think they have a new record coming out eventually. That's what they keep telling me. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so. I I think it's cool that they you know, obviously kept it local. With hitting you up to put out that CD, I I, I was think that's awesome when bands, uh, you know, kind of 
uh, like to share their growth and you know keep it local, like with things like that. Because obviously, you know, they could reach out to anybody and done CDs with uh, you know somebody somewhere else. But it was cool that they decided to do it with a friend and somebody local. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely the first serious Street Fighter release that I put a lot of time and effort into. Like more so than the rest of them, it definitely took like a lot of like staying up late working on the insert getting everything ready for it and having the records almost didn't the cd's not almost did not come in time for the record release it came before like the day of i got him at my house and i'm, I'm curious why did you uh decide to take that one like uh, like more serious than the other releases um i just thought like because like, i've just done if you look at the like discography most of the tapes are like 25 tapes or like 30 you know like not a lot mm-hmm. there's like 150 tape before that but I was like, you know, like it's a CD. It's a more legitimate format that like makes it look realer. And I was like, this would be good to put on a CD because I think they, they were playing like a lot of local shows at the time. They were like doing pretty well. And I was like, this will do well. And it will like, you know, add legitimacy for it. And the, sh- the, the show for it was awesome. That was a great record release show. Yeah. Well, I hopefully hear more from them in the future. Hopefully they're going to you know actually do that new record and uh, you know do more. Because from not uh, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's no secret for people who listen to this podcast. I'm a huge fan of the Long Island scene because everybody that I've dealt with so far has been awesome and like super nice uh, to me. Uh, on top of like having great bands, so when I look at uh, a, a band like Draw the Line, I, I feel like uh, they would be better served if they just were a, a little more active. But like yeah. I said, they probably have their own reasons, which is totally fine. I, I just, uh, you know, I appreciate them for what they've done so far. They're in a lot of other and Marazzo's in Coyo too. So mm-hmm. they just like time is very limited for all, all around. 100 percent Yeah. And you, you mentioned Coyo. That band is so good. I, I can't get over like how awesome that band is. I was actually fortunate enough to catch them live uh, like like two weekends ago. And I was just blown away at how awesome they sounded live and just like the energy that they brought. It, it was a really good experience. They are they're they're gonna be like in 10, 15 years, people are gonna still like it's gonna be like sound majority on Long Island. People will talk about that band till the end of time for like as a Long Island staple. Yeah, for, for me, it's just fun to kind of watch them explode because it, it's just yeah. like when I look at them as a band, I'm like, okay, I don't really know if they have like a ceiling just because the type of sound that they're playing, they can literally play any type of show and just fit right in and it won't be too weird. And yeah. the fact that they're writing really good music and the fact that like, you know, talking to them when I saw them in Florida, they're like, yeah, like we're already working on our next record. I'm like, geez, like you guys are just like these crazy workhorses and like music's been solid from the beginning till now. And I'm just really curious to hear what the next record sounds like, even though they're like in the middle of, you know, uh, promoting, uh, you know, drives out east and like playing all over. I, I'm just like just really hyped on that band. So for everything that comes their way, because I, I feel like they deserve it all. They, they really do. They've all worked hard in other bands and this band there's a hundred and ten percent effort in this band everything is like a machine laid out they really work super hard for this band to be what it is okay and uh, another band that you worked with that i i've had you know on the podcast uh, a band called jab which more recently they had a uh you know their record release show which was uh, you know awesome for them i had on uh you know spataro and uh, chris rini on the podcast a while back uh, you know, two great guys, and, and yeah. I, I'm always happy to you know talk about Jab, and you know, I'm curious uh, how you linked up with them. 
um just knowing them for so long i was and like that music a demo and the two songs are like some of like it's literally how insane how good those songs are and they never got picked up by anybody i was like blown away when i was like how come there's no tapes of this like at all and i just hit up uh spatero and i was like can i just do tapes and he was like yeah and then he like that it was just like that like casual experience which has been most street fight releases which i like just like can i do this and they're like yeah sure and then i give them whatever like whatever tapes like half and then Worked out just very smooth process. It was very good working with them. Yeah. And, but uh, sometimes that just happens, right? There's like a really good band, but they're just kind of flying under the radar uh, for whatever reason, you yeah. know, due to lack of exposure or maybe it's just not clicking with people. Cause you know, th- 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 there's bands that I really like that I, I reach out to, to, to people. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I think you should look into this band because I feel like they have a lot of potential and, you know, not everything, you know, clicks with people right away and not everything works out, which I, I completely understand. But when I sit and listen to, to like certain bands, I was like, geez, I can't believe that this band isn't signed yet. And then sure enough, you know, they get signed and blow up whatever. And then it's, it's just crazy. But but it's kind of cool, too. Right. Because and it's hard with so many bands and just like the amount of music that's getting put out. Not everyone knows about everything like even myself i i, I speak about it all, all the time like i'm always asking people about bands that i should be checking out that i probably don't know about because uh, it's just hard to know everything all the time yeah definitely it's like something sometimes it's crazy like i was um i did this tour with shackled not too long ago the one they just did with uh end it mm-hmm. and i was like how do people not know like some like these shackled so i'm like this band has been all over social media I'm like am i just in the circles that see this Cause I feel like if you're on the internet, some of these, some of these things you should see. And it's like, it's just strange to me, like how like, you know, jab didn't get picked up. Cause I'm like, I see this band on social media constantly. Everyone in there, everyone was pushing the demo when it came out, the two songs when it came out. So it's kind of, it is strange to me in some ways that like these things don't make it to everybody. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to realize that uh, maybe you're in some sort of bubble. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I have, uh, you know, like, I have certain friends who like hardcore, but I, I feel like their interest, like they, they still have interest in the, the the music, the scene, but I feel like they uh, don't put in effort to go seek out a lot of like newer music, which I, you know, I don't know why I'm, I'm not faulting them for it, but when I see them like barely finding out about a band that I've known about for years. I'm just like, dude, like you follow, we follow each other on social media. Like I'm posting shit. And like, obviously like, I don't expect everybody to pay attention to what I post, but it's just like, like, how are you so late on this band? Um, and I, I just like think like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just, just in these weird, like social, like circles where like, okay, like I'm on the pulse about certain bands. Um, And it's totally fair. Like, like more recently, there's a band uh, f- from Chicago called Lurk. You know, they've been doing shit since 2017, and I just yeah. found out about them because one of my friends was like, you know, hounding me to to check them out. And I'm like, shit. I was just like, how did I not know about this band for so long? Like, I was like, I'd seen them on tour flyers, yeah. uh, and like I, I heard the name, but I just never checked it out. So it's just like I get it, but then at the same time, I'm just like, okay, like, but it it, it doesn't happen that often, right? Like, yeah. uh, like I I feel like I'm. I'm, I got my finger on, on the pulse for the most part, but when, uh, you know, like, like you mentioned shackled, like I, I wear this hat proudly and out here people, uh, like I've, I've worn like a, like a bunch of shows at this point and I'm sure there's like a ton of people who don't even know what shackled is, which is crazy yeah. to me, 
when you look at what they've done so far and what they're about to do with this next record right yeah i mean that's still like like all over i maybe it's just like i i guess i guess like that east i guess i'm like northeast hardcore circle that i just know about all this stuff and then because i i do follow a lot of people from all over and i feel like you know things get shared around enough but it is strange like like i've seen like i know lurk i've never like really listened to them but like finding like random bands like that is kind of dope but it also is just like how did i miss this like how did how did I go through like just all these years of not knowing that? Yeah. And maybe it's not like, you know, not with like ill intent. Maybe it's just like, yeah, maybe they, yeah. they are just really that oblivious. But then it's like when I put people on a band that I've been, you know, into for a long time and I'm like, okay, cool. Like this finally clicks with you. That's awesome. Like I, I that, that's like the whole point of this podcast, right? Is me trying to put on, uh, for, for everybody. This isn't, um, you know, some weird like popularity thing. I just, always want to promote and kind of spread and kind of try to make people aware of things that I think are cool or that I think actually deserve attention. I mean, that's the same thing with street fight, just things like, Oh, cool. I put out my own band. Cause I know no one else is going to do it. I put out shackled. I put out, you know, my friend's band that did two shows, you know, just like, cause like people need, I like, I like this music. Other people should hear it. And that's just the platform for it. And when you're uh, putting out uh, music for these bands, do you ever care about like longevity or are you just like, okay, cool. Like I like this music that's here right now. I just want to put it out. Like, I don't care if you guys play two shows and then break up or are you like secretly hoping like, okay, I like this music. I hope they do more than two shows and this can grow into something. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, but like if I, I, I'll just put out music. I like thinking from like, a, like I don't pick, I don't like pick out a band from like a business perspective, like ever. I'm like oh did I, did I like because like they'll send me it before i'm like yeah that's good and i'll put it out. But if i don't like it i'll tell them and i won't put it out but i everything i put out i actually like very much enjoy and have like the hopes for other people will too mm-hmm. okay and are, are you trying to like keep some sort of schedule or are you just kind of putting out things whenever you want because I, I i i'm because obviously it's not my space right i i don't know yeah. how to run a record label i don't know like the real like you know inner workings on um how to stay relevant when it comes to being a record label like do you because yeah. like i feel like record labels have to kind of walk this fine line between doing uh like not doing too much but not doing you know uh too little like you gotta kind of have to do just enough to kind of stay relevant and obviously you want to try to put out good music yeah oh that's that's the whole you know problem but um i it's like stuff comes along like i'll put out like a tape for one band and i'm like okay cool next release we're gonna do through me and we're gonna make it a seven inch or whatever or do a cd after cool 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 it rarely has worked out because most of the bands kind of because i've had a few bands just break up like kind of prematurely mm-hmm. or kind of just you know i i just did the tapes and that was it kind of thing like i have uh, like yes duke i want to do more tape like another like their next release i would like to do theirs but you know things just kind of go like wherever i've had literally like 10 15 releases planned out that have just all fallen through just because bands break up bands do different things people get distracted with other bands you know so i just try to release things as as it comes to me and not as a plan out because it rarely works out that way just for me like right now it does not work out for me to plan things out Okay. And when, when I look at some of these bands, uh, you know, that you've done releases for, and obviously some of them have gone on to, I mean, put out stuff on other labels, have ever, uh, you know, wanted bands to, to stick around and not be like a, uh, you know, and this is like no disrespect, but not to be like a stepping stone label to get to the bigger labels. Uh, 
it's not like for other for some bands like i know like yes duke is doing something else at another label and then like soul provider is and i I gave them like the full blessing with that like they all asked and i was like very nice about it mm-hmm. and i don't really care about that because once i once i kind of sell out of tapes i'm just like you could do kind of whatever i would like to do stuff with them but if a better opportunity with a label that has more exposure i'm not gonna hold you know that band back for right now because i feel like all right cool like i do this this tape label but you know if triple records hits you up for a thing i'm not gonna say don't do that like you know what i mean like that's just a good opportunity for for a band to do but would you ever want to get to that point where yeah absolutely okay. i would love to be at the point where i i'm the you know the top of the you know, top dog around here mm-hmm. and put like everything cool out that you know people like i mean I, I think people like what i do now but to be like the kid like to be putting out vinyl all the time and have this kind of like oh cool that's the label you want to be on i'm, I'm getting there i think slowly but Okay. Yeah, because we'll yeah, like when, when I look at some of these bands, like uh, you know, no option. Like you know, the, the, yeah. I, I'm friends with some of those guys. I'm not sure what they're doing these days. I, I hope they're still a band. Um, uh, yeah, right. And I, I know some of them are, are doing other stuff. But when when I look at you know, obviously, um, you know, Murder Town USA. I, I felt like for someone like you to to put out those tapes and to hear that their potential like early on, that's yeah. cool. And then when I look at a band like Reign of Salvation, obviously, like I, I, I know I'm sure you're friends with some of the guys. That are, they're local yeah. to you. I, I think they're amazing, and obviously they're you know tied up doing other stuff. Um, I, I know they're uh, you know, a, well, I mean, I shouldn't be on it, but I, I, I think they're a great band, right? And <laughs> yeah, um, they, they've done stuff after uh, you know, a, a war outside and within. Um, but it's just like like you seem to know uh, and have like a good taste, but then. Uh, there isn't like you know they're not really sticking around and that just kind of was like damn like i don't uh and obviously like i I feel like it'd be cool to have uh more labels to go to instead of like you know just oh like striving just to go to triple b if that makes sense because like triple b is cool i i I respect um you know what they're doing great labels so many awesome bands on there but i don't feel like that's like the be all end all yeah it shouldn't be you're right there should be obviously the small labels popping up and like holding it down like in a local and, and like not even like a local sense just like holding it down because like you can have the top dog you need like enough mid-tier i guess mid-tier labels that like also just do a lot of cool stuff and like like rain salvation they were uh they already had everything like they did tapes with the coming strife i think so i think their next record was on them mm-hmm. so i think that was all planned out and then any other band like i think it mostly st- either stuck with me or that was their last thing they did i know shack was doing from within now but that's because that would that's just a better move for them. I at the time I I couldn't handle that record. So, but I'm fine with like other like if, if they want to just do it in like a respectful way. Like, I'm I'm gonna throw shade. No option. Ask me to do the LP, and then a day later went with another label. That would that pissed me the hell off. But that was like the only instance of that. Mm, damn, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, no uh, one does. It, oh, okay, so you're just airing it out right now. Well, yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. Jack, Frankie, don't call me. I didn't know he was going to bring this up, <laughs> but uh, Jack's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. I I just would like to see more labels and not let their bands go. If that makes yeah. sense, because obviously, like I love From Within Records, Shadow Carter Holmes, yeah. uh, a, a, amazing dude. Uh, and I I that's why I I, I talk about that label. Uh, we have like a working relationship. He's a yeah. great friend. 
I support everything that that he does. And I just feel like I wish there was more people out there like him willing to to you know do that grind and make things uh, more available for bands. And obviously, I, I see you working hard and, and I know you have plans and I just hope that uh, you can get to that point as well. Obviously, um, you know, obviously it, it, it takes time, but I, I would yeah. love to see you grow into that because obviously with looking at what you put out so far, it's like I know you have like that ear for good music. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Carter works super hard on that label. Like that payback record was is fucking awesome. If you if you listen to this, buy that right now. It's so good. But he has that brand down so hard, and I've been trying to like do the similar thing of like. You know, I made the street. I made street fight hats. All my friends bought them. You know, the T-shirts I made. I'm trying to, you know, build that brand up, which is I think important. Because if you think of PA hardcore, in my head, I think of From Within Records is the first thing, like from that. Mm-hmm. And what whatever he's doing on there is very like important for that scene entirely. Yeah, and I I guess it's just uh, the awareness, right? It, it's really important. So it's cool that you're uh, aware of that and willing to you know kind of uh, take these gradual steps to bring it to the next level because like i said the cds the tapes are cool but i'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this vinyl that you're working on and um hopefully you know uh, that brings in more interest and you can start to get more bands yeah that's the goal i mean that's with the uh, warehouse i'm doing a flexi just because i've always wanted to do one and Mm -hmm. they have two songs ready so that's just kind of be like legitimize it more and I'm going to make a bunch of copies of that. So that'll be out January. Don't quote me on that, but January ish, February. Right. And if you haven't listened to that band, if you like, you know, weird, like, like more like straight up hardcore, where it's just like a little more melodic, kind of like Crown of Thorns style and S. But that, that's what that band is. They're also been playing for like six, seven years at this point. Okay. Hell yeah. So definitely, definitely something to look forward to early next year, which is crazy to, th- crazy to think about that. 2022 is like right around the corner i i don't want to think about it it's fucked up yeah time is so strange because like the older that i get i'm just like i still feel the same like even though like yeah like my body is aging i am growing older every second that passes but i still haven't hit that point where i feel old i still feel like i'm like i'm a young kid which is so weird even though like yeah like i have responsibilities yeah i do a bit of traveling whatever but I, i still don't feel like i'm my age yet I feel I got a little felt a little older recently. Someone told me that no option got them into hardcore. And I'm like, I did that tape. I feel like an old man now. And I'm only 23. Jeez, that's crazy. That's cool. That. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that would be like. Oh, something that you did got me into hardcore. Yeah, it's crazy. Something I made in my bedroom mm-hmm. and sold to people is like your reason you're like super into hardcore right now. And your life's like that way. Like, that's awesome. That's like what I want to hear. Like, it just it made me feel so happy when I found that out. Yeah, it, it, it's cool to have that kind of impact when you probably didn't realize while you're doing it that th- one of those tapes is going to get somebody into th- this crazy thing that we're into. Yeah, it's 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 a very awesome feeling. It's kind of the I don't know. It's just awesome. That's all I can say. OK. And OK, since we talked about Shackled uh, so much, I, I'm curious, how did you meet those guys? Because I like whenever I think of Shackled, uh, I, I think about when I had on uh some of my friends from Buffalo, they were on tour. I'm pretty sure they were on tour with uh, War by Heather Means back in the day. Yes, they and, were, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're just like, uh, everybody was clowning on, uh, you know, Dylan for this crazy driving story. And and that's how, like, uh, uh, Shackle got put on my radar. And ever since then, um, I, I've been a fan of that band. I, I, I love everything that they've done. And I'm definitely looking forward to this next record. But uh, I'm curious about uh, your, your relationship with them. 
So they started playing Long Island in like 2018. Um, someone I was friends with at the time booked them on a show around here. And then like they just started playing like a lot. And I knew a mutual before I even met them, I had a mutual friend that was like, yo, listen to this band, put out this tape. And I was like, okay. And then I put out the tape. And then when I gave them to like gave them their share, I met, that's when I first met them in person. And we've just became best friends there. There's a big Long Island like connection with Shackled, especially like my, my friends, like the guys in that um in Silenus. I don't know if you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a big connection between our two friend groups. Like we're all in group chats that play video games together all the time. And like Dylan's like one of my best friends. Fun fact, I met him six, seven years ago without knowing at back to school jam. And then I met him again five years after that or whatever. That's crazy. crazy. And th- that is a pretty interesting um, connection when you think about, you know, New Jersey, Long Island. Yeah. So to to have that bond between uh, those two cities, I, I I think it's super awesome. Yeah, I know, like obviously like regulate blind justice like they've had that connection so mm-hmm. it's kind of weird that another like generation or group of people have built the same connection up yeah. so it's very cool to see which is funny that you mentioned that because i actually just ran into uh no not uh, recently but like what was it recently i'm so messed up uh, no no pressure played here and yeah. um i i didn't realize you know my body was playing guitar for them and obviously yeah. I, I knew harry uh, played drums and then Seb was there. Uh, they, they did some regulate songs up north, but they didn't do it um, when they came down here, which was uh, you know, pretty interesting. I, I, I was curious why, but obviously it was. Uh, it's, it's always cool to see hardcore dudes, like you know, obviously um, knowing that they have that relationship. Just uh, seeing them like stick tight and doing cool shit, even though like their main projects aren't doing anything right now. Yeah, those shows looked insane. Like I watched one of the videos, and I was like, "This is the coolest shit ever!" Like that sold me entirely on that band. Are you going to? the show tonight no i didn't get a ticket i unfortunately did not get one i could probably i could probably figure out a way actually well uh, uh, we're recording this the day of the the, the show uh, it, it's in brooklyn right yeah it's at uh, gold sounds in brooklyn yeah well uh yeah i know they released more tickets at the, whether they're gonna sell them at the door because I, I have a buddy who's flying out there um for like some work stuff and uh this is when it was sold out so like i i hit up some people i'm like yo like my buddy's trying to uh, you know go to the show can anybody help and just by chance, like, oh yeah, they're they're just releasing more tickets, so he should be fine to to get in. Oh, I didn't even see that, so I might, might try that after this. My head on over there. Yeah, because the the shows out here were awesome. Like we had uh, Scowl played Momentum and Dare, um, which is an awesome lineup. But just knowing that uh, Koyo is playing, I'm like, damn, that would have been so much fun to to have No Pressure and Koyo on the same bill out here. Yeah, that they. Well, Coral make it out there eventually, but that 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 tour package I hope like re- happens again because that's like a very solid like good idea. I hope it like has a Long Island show because that would be crazy. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that. Uh, you know, uh, Somerset Thrower Standstill a Koyo tour. I, I feel like that's something that would be really cool, and I think like you know kids across the states would love that. Yeah, I'm sure people. That's like that's a very like in band like those bands are all doing very well. And I think whatever they do, I know Standstill's doing that tour with uh, Pain of Truth, which is kind of a little weird, but I guess they're, I mean, they're all, they all like, grew up together usually mm-hmm. mostly. So it makes sense. But though, if that band did a tour, if that those three bands did a tour, it would do so well. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if someone said Thor was touring right now or really. Yeah, probably not because I know they're, they're a little older. Yeah. Yeah. Great band, though. Uh, but I'm excited to see Stand Still and Penny Truth for the first time at the end of this month. 
Yeah, that's 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 what the Panda True shows that just happened were like more way better than I expected them today. They were awesome. Were you there? And yeah, I was at both of them. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm I'm curious. Uh, better than you thought. Yeah, well, because like, sometimes Long Island shows like have like oh cool this big bands playing and then like everybody gets too scared and doesn't mosh because that's just like sometimes how it goes. Like that's definitely happened when I'm like this show's oh, show's gonna be crazy and then it's like nobody's here and what's going on. But um, they it was it was awesome. Like that like the p- first day was awesome. Second day was crazy. Tsunami played one of the best sets I've ever seen at AMH. I'm not even like a big fan of that band, and it's just I just don't, not not like the music really. But they had one of the most insane sets I've ever seen. People were going insane for that band. I was really curious how it was going to go because obviously they're a big deal out here. They're from uh, you know Northern California, from the Bay. Um, but there's just a lot of hype uh, just because you know they have like a, a really great presence online. Uh, people love the music, but they haven't really done much because of the yeah. pandemic. I, I know there was like a lot of cool things planned uh that just didn't come to fruition so to yeah. see them fly across the country to play that show and uh you know friends with some of those guys so seeing their stories of them reposting people you know recording videos of their sets i was like yeah. damn that's awesome that people were so receptive to the band especially for it being their first time being out there because sometimes you know you, you a band will play somewhere for the first time and it might be like a lukewarm response because people just yeah. um, don't really know or are too shy or whatever but like yeah it, it seemed like pe- people were uh, you know really into it and kind of taking advantage of uh, th- their first time being out there it was it was all it was awesome like most people who are singing along and dancing i did i've never seen before and that's awesome i hope those people come back and whatever mm-hmm. but it was cool just to be like okay no, I don't know anyone here, and I hope this is like a you know influx of people coming in to check out this cool you know band that's hyped and be like, oh cool, I'll listen to this 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 band because I was at this show. So hopefully that's how that works out. Man, and I'm just happy that Pain and Truth was able to finally play a show because I'm such a fan yeah. of that band, and to think that they just played their first couple of shows like that's crazy because it just seems like they've just had this presence and they've been around for a bit, but the fact that they weren't able to do anything just it just seemed crazy to me. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely feels because it feels like because they they came around like the beginning of the pandemic, so mm-hmm. I feel like they've just been like and like obviously twenty twenty was the slowest year ever. So I feel like they've just been a band forever. Yeah, and it, see to see those come to fruition was awesome. Yeah, and and to have those two the two releases because they, they did the split with Age of Apocalypse, yes. which was awesome, and for it to like sell out and do really well, I'm like okay, yeah, like people really enjoy this music. So I, I was really. Uh, just happy that they were finally able to get out there. And now that things are uh, you know, moving for for shows and there's tours happening and uh, more shows happening. So the, the fact that they're getting out there, I'm, I'm just really stoked for them. Yeah, I'm sure. and they're all hyped to do it. And it's it was just I just can't I, I can't describe to you how cool that show was. Like every, every so many people singing along, so many people just having a good time. No, no bullshit. Just good shows. And like the lineups were awesome. Like, uh. Final Right played. They put out a new record. That band is awesome. Shout mm-hmm. out Jeremy. And, you know, Sword Enemy. It was great to see them. First time ever playing that venue on Long Island, which is kind of crazy. But just an awesome weekend of shows. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm I definitely a fan of, uh, you know, both those lineups. And, yeah, like I said, I'm just happy that it was able to go off and people were able to experience it. And the fact that they're getting out there more just has me way more stoked to see them at the end of the month. Yeah, that those that those that tour should be crazy. Just like seeing that lineup and seeing like people drove from Chicago to see that show. Like drove from Chicago to Long Island. I don't know why you would ever do that, but respect on that. 
Yeah. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I went through that when I flew to Florida, right? I, I had a bunch of people uh, calling me crazy. They're like, why why are you flying to Florida for, for that show? Like, you've seen all those bands before. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I've seen all these bands before, but it's not about just seeing the bands. It's, it's about experiencing that moment. Because the, the main reason I, I went out there was for uh, Burning Strong. They're having their record release for The Fire Rages On. Yeah. And just the fact that they were really supportive of what I did like early on. Mm -hmm. And one of the first bands to like put me in their thank yous. And I was just like, I get that blew me away. Cause you know, like I said, I, I I'm not doing this to, to, to kind of get any cloud or get popular or whatever. I'm just doing this just because I love hardcore and want to just help spread the word and just try to put more people on. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they did that just blew me away and uh, you know, just stayed in touch with those guys. They've always been really great to me. And then just this, crazy relationship with from within and obviously they work with from within so it's like this weird culmination of things and i was just like i have to be there uh, i just because I, I know how important it was going to be for them and i was just like like it lined up with my my schedule just it, everything made sense yeah. so i was like i i have to be there and it just so happens that the lineup for the bill i had like friends in every band which i didn't even know right and until yeah. like um they told me about it so i was like all right this is just this just makes sense for me to go and uh and one of the most common questions i got when i was out there was like who did i travel out there with and i told everybody like i just came by myself and people like were really surprised but also like respected that i did that and it's just like yeah like like i you know th that night was like really important for them, but it was just as important to me because you can't re recreate those moments, right? Like yeah. I didn't want to look back and be like, I could have flown out there, but I was scared or lazy because I didn't want to go by myself or whatever. I was like, I have to be there because now like that whole, like I, I was literally in Pensacola, Florida for like, like maybe one full day, right? Because I, I flew in really late one, like yeah, one full day. And then I flew home the next like, like early morning, like my flight was at like, you know, six in the morning, but just like the little amount of time that I spent there, I, I, like I strengthened the bond with so many people. And it's just something that I'm so happy that I got to experience. And I have these crazy memories that I can look back on and I'm not regretting not going and missing out on, on all the stuff that we did. Yeah. Saying fuck it and just doing shit like that is, it is dope. I would just say like driving like 15 hours is just like a nightmare. I, I, I was like, if you live on Long Island, driving 30 minutes is just like a pain in the ass for you. So I'm like, dude, good luck with that. You know, drive like, like what, 15, 13 hours from Long Island to Chicago and then back. But that's cool that you did that for that uh, Burning Strong show. That's like just saying fuck it and do it is like one of the coolest things you can do. Just like coming out somewhere where you're, you don't know anyone. You just want to have a, see a hardcore show. So nothing's cooler than that. Yeah, it, it was a great time. And just to... Uh, like, Ever since I've been into hardcore, I've always been curious about other scenes because obviously I only know my own local scene and I'm always curious about what's going on everywhere else because I can't be everywhere at one time. So the fact that I got to fly out to Pensacola for the first time, I, I'd never been there before in my entire life. I've yeah. been alive for 32 years. I've never been there. So the fact that I got to go there, experience their hardcore scene that I've heard like you know so much about through other friends and being able to see like one established band and got to meet a lot of like the younger kids doing younger bands and, you know, basically going to be the future of that scene. It, it was just a really great experience and really eye opening uh, to know that there's a scene out there in Pensacola of hardcore that is doing cool shit and, you know, is really down for it.
yeah, that's always cool when you see like people like they're all, like I, um, when Shackle played Ohio, it like felt like the same thing. Like all these dudes, like this is their scene. They're building it up. They're working really hard to keep it cool, and that's like a great thing to see when you just see people who care so much about it. And just like it is, and like going to places like a super culture shock sometimes, like how the moshing is, and like how people like, you know, how the venues are, and it's just cool just to see people in other places care so much, like as much as you care in like a a place that has hardcore, like you know, you can take them for granted in a way. Yeah, I I, I tell people all the time it's it's hard not to take things for granted out here since there's uh, so much activity, right? Like we live in this this like uh, destination spot and we're, we're like I, I got like lucky i guess i don't know i, I was born out here yeah. so uh you know southern california hardcore is all i really know so when people are like yeah like we wish uh you know we had it like that whatever but i'm just like uh, i don't know it's like I, I it's hard for me to see because like you know last week I, I went to three shows in one week i got to see like you know all different types of bands and that's just normal at, yeah. at, at this point so I, I always have to remind myself i'm like okay as we're getting back into the flow of this i can't just like take these shows for granted because i got to remember what happened in 2020 and the majority of 2021 like this shit just isn't always guaranteed like this shit's happening because there's people working hard behind the scenes to keep it going so um, you know, I, I always try my best to, to, to support everything that comes through here. Like whenever I can, I, I think since, uh, shows have, uh, you know, been actively happening, uh, I've been to, yeah, like every major show that I can think of. I'm trying to think of, like, I, I went to like, you know, night two of knock loose, uh, you know, yeah. karma magnitude. I, I, I didn't go to night one because of like my work schedule, but I, I went to that, the territory that came through. Yeah. So I, I, I've been to to pretty much everything that that's came through since things have been rolling. And that's awesome that you're going. And I wish more some, because I feel like some people just like our shows are back now. People sometimes don't care, but like when you have like cool shows, like the pantry show, it sells out. There's mad people there. And I was like, I don't want to take these moments for granted ever again. Cause they could be, you know, another two years. Cause we, we just don't know. We could have another year without shows again and mm-hmm. it'd be a nightmare. So I'm every show I can go to, I'm trying to go to right now. Yeah, same here. And like, I've talked to people who are who've already gotten like fatigued. I'm like, hey, like, are you going to this show? And they're like, no, we've gone to so many shows. Uh, we're gonna kind of take a break. And I'm just like, all right, take your break. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna be living these moments and going to these things because, uh, like, they could be gone again. And yeah. I don't want to sit there because the, the the last show before the pandemic that I went to, I didn't know it was gonna be my last show. Right? I, I walked out of there thinking, all right, we're going to go to the, the Acacia Shane riding out tour like next week. Even though that tour still happened, I just didn't go because it was just really weird times. Yeah. Um, I, I I didn't know that that show at the rec room or the rec center or whatever with initiate was going to be my last one for for like a whole year and a half. So I'm going to like it, I, I feel like I'm enjoying these more now since I'm or yeah. I, maybe it's because like they've been gone for so long. I don't know, but uh, I, I still you know, uh, go about it the same way that I did before, but for some reason I feel like things just feel better. Yeah, they definitely like the like the first show back I went to was the Madball one, and there was a feeling there that I don't know if I'll ever be able to like recapture. I was it was like my first show again. I was so hyped on it. I was so happy to be there. And I was like, this is the best Madball set I'm like ever gonna see. It was crazy. So I was like that like, and but in, like one show I kind of I filled my need for like a year, and it was awesome. And are you speaking about the one in uh, Thompson Square Park? Yes, that one. Yeah. 
Whoa, you're so you're a super spreader. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's right. Don't forget it. Holy shit. See, that's that's insane because, OK, I had uh, I, I, I knew a bunch of people who went right. And I yeah. and I felt like I got to see the show from so many different angles. Right. Like I had friends that were on the stage. So I kind of saw from like, you know, that vantage point I had. Uh, you know, friends posting videos of them in the pit. I'm like, that's fucking dangerous. I hope you're all right. (laughs) And then I had friends like, you know, who were just in the way back. Like, yeah, like um, we came and we knew that we didn't want to get too close. So we're just here. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's cool. Like I I, I thought it was really interesting that I got to see those different vantage points. And I don't fault anybody for going or not going, whatever. But that show is always going to be controversial. But I feel like in the history of hardcore, that show was a very important moment. And I think that was like the big push because right. Nothing was really happening. There were some secret shows right across the U S like, you know, yeah, there uh, were a few. Yeah. Like we, yeah, we, we know about them, but then Madball happens. They, they, you know, took the backlash and I, I don't know, maybe this is the way the universe works, but then right. Give it one week later, section hate happens in LA yeah. And the whole world starts to turn. Things start to get uh, a little more safe. And then that's it. We're, shows are back. So yeah. I, I I, feel like, uh, you know, if it wasn't Madball, it was going to have to be somebody else. Right. So the fact that yeah. they uh, they took it and did it, um, it, it was uh, really important. Um, yeah, whether people want to believe it or not, like when, when we look back on it, even though it wasn't that long ago, that shows like a really important marker for like, you know, like a point in hardcore history. Somebody had to do it, and obviously the band that could, you know, find it, like they could take the hit and be like okay with about it. Because I feel like Madball fans, you know, were just like cool Madball. Like they don't, like they didn't really give a shit. They were like cool, and they had all the permits and everything, so they could do the event. But um, that was it. Like it had to happen. Somebody needed to catch the flack, even if it was like six months from then. The first band to do it was always going to catch the flack. There was just there was no way around that the first like band was gonna get all that, you know, you're a super spreader, you da da da. But either way, whether you agree with they should have had or not, somebody needed to break the ice. And I'm I'm curious, you going to that show? How did you go about it? Were you like, uh, uh did you like were you super cautious? Were you like mask on, mask off, or were you vaccinated at that point? Like, uh, I wasn't vaccinated then, and uh, what do you call it? I wore my mask when I got there, but then I was just like, there's so many people. I'm like, this is just, it, there's just no point to wearing a mask. So at, at, after like when Murphy's Law started playing, and that's like one of my favorite bands of all time, mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. So I was like, Mosh and stage diving to them. And I was just like, I was just so excited to be back. I just totally forgot COVID even existed at that point. I was just like, I'm so happy to be back where, you know, where I feel belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it was at the, I remember going to the LA show and I, 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 I've spoken about this a bunch of times, but I remember reaching out to some friends and getting called crazy for even suggesting wanting to go to that show. But I was just like, dude, like we have to go. This is going to like, like, I don't know what it was. And like, I got warned beforehand. Right. Cause I, 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 I think I had done a podcast either that day or like the day before. And uh, some people had told me that, yeah, like the people who put on or who's putting on that show, they do crazy events. So just know that it's going to go off. So I, I was telling my friends, I'm like, dude, like, I, I get that you're nervous, but this is going to be something that we're going to regret if we don't go. Like, it's it's just something that it just feels like it's going to be special. And 
I, who knows? L- let's just go figure out. And I, I, I know it's risky and uh, maybe it was dumb of us for, to go and do that underneath like, you know, multiple freeways. But I was like, this is just one of those moments where I'm like, you can't recreate this. Right. And then sure enough, yeah. I go, it is insane. Right. And nothing like that has happened again. or probably will never happen again. But I went and then I had those, the, the people who called me crazy for going were calling me being like, yo, like, like, are you okay? Like, how was it? Like, we wish we would have gone. And I'm like, yeah, I wish you guys would have gone too. Cause now I'm walking like a mile back to my car by myself. And this weird part of LA thinking about what I just experienced and how crazy it was and having to describe it to you guys over the telephone because you guys didn't want to come here and experience it with me. So it's just like, yeah, like it was just crazy, but I'm, I'm glad I went. And obviously like I took the backlash. I had people like unfollow me and, really uh, yeah 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 which is oh, t- i i get it right because oh, it, it, yeah uh, and I, I i couldn't care less right if you're gonna yeah. unfollow me because i went to a, a hardcore show during the pandemic i'm like that's fine like you know i don't Grow up. i yeah like i don't care it's like yeah and it's not like i, I wasn't like spreading any min- misinformation yeah. i just was reporting on what i experienced because when i when i went there and it was like a, a crazy mix of people right because it wasn't just a hardcore show it was like uh, Poncho, yeah. yeah but like when i went back there you know there was straight edge kids there was kids uh doing nos tanks there is uh I'll, I'll never forget this guy he was dragging a a, a cooler and selling um cans of modello for like five dollars i'm like that guy's a hustler right he he yeah, knows what's up him. yeah i was like this guy's out here trying to trying to you know uh, have a little side hustle i'm like that's sick and then it was just this crazy environment but you could feel in the air that everybody was there just to have fun and to have a good time right with yeah. like there was no weird drama no weird vibes it was people from all different walks of life people with masks on with masks off just yeah. there to have a good time and i'm just like this is such a weird feeling because normally when, like normally it's not like that right yeah so Norm- just to experience yeah, that it was crazy yeah it was just like the bad ball, comparatively the mad ball show it was just awesome like like i know people were like freaking out about it i know a lot of people who didn't go but I was like, how can I miss this? Like, I've been, I haven't left the house like a year. Uh-huh. So I feel like if you're a hater on that, like what, like, sorry, I went to one event of all, like for a whole like year and a half or whatever. And I'm curious from your perspective, did you know that there are going to be that many people there? Because I, I obviously I saw the flyer for the show. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, it's going to be another show in the park. Cause like, you know, they've done shows, uh, you know, out yeah. there like that before. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've seen videos like that before, but when I saw the scale, I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Like I, I, Everyone figured as much that there are going to be that many people there. The last, like, whenever Chromags and Breakdown played there, like 2016, there was a lot of people there. This is like double the amount, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I knew there were going to be tons of people there. I know, like, if you didn't know what you were walking into, like, you knew, you know, every everything was clear, like, laid out of how many people were going to get there. There were really no surprises. That's interesting. Yeah. But uh, and you, you left the show, you're, you're fine. Yeah, no, no one, no one I know who went got sick. Everyone was fine. No one, you know, tested positive or felt sick or felt ill in any way. Mm-hmm. So, and they were all jumping around with, you know, you know, people, maybe people there who didn't care as much as I, as you know, some people did, and, you know, weren't quarantining or, or, you know, you get a lot of punk dudes, a lot of crust that show up and, you know, you know, a lot of those dudes don't take showers. So, you know what I mean? Like there was a whole group of people there that like the mixing with like different groups and everybody i know was fine nobody got sick as far as i know so yeah like like i said uh, like way back when it was like a hot issue like i didn't have any um problems with people going i was just hoping that after the fact they took 
the steps to kind of keep whoever they were around afterwards safe right because yeah uh obviously they made the choice to go that's cool but like you know if, if you're like if you have to go to work the next day it's just like you know i, I feel sorry for their, your co-workers if, if they get it from you because you decided to go to the show and they didn't have any control over that you know yeah. so I, I just uh yeah and i i and I've talked to so many people who went, and I, uh, you know, I'm not like a re- like a reporter or a, anything, but I, I, I've always asked, like, hey, do, do you know anybody who got sick from going to the show? And it's always been no. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. you know, well, th- this whole thing has been crazy, right? Yeah, from every aspect. Also, at a hardcore show, they're probably like the highest population of vaccinated people, though. In my, in my opinion, like I feel like everyone at hardcore is vaccinated, as far as I know. Like, this is Long Island. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of people are, um, but and also like I I always feel kind of uh, I always uh, whenever I've asked anybody about their status, right? Like, oh, like are you vaccinated or not? I I I always have to preface like, okay, if it's not too personal, right? Because I don't want to like offend anybody. Yeah. Um, especially if like, because I'm not trying to push like you know uh, you know you got to be like you know pro vax, anti vax, whatever. Like, it, yeah. it, it's your choice, right? In the end. Um, so it, I always like have to preface that because I'm not like pushing uh, one or the other. It's like like I am vaccinated, but like at, at this point, I don't care if people are or aren't because yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I mean, you might as well. You go, I went to I went, I got vaccinated like pretty like recently like, a month or two ago, and I walked into CVS was out in like ten minutes. Like we just there was no lines, no waiting, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, there's no reason not to get it. Yeah, at this point, but obviously yeah. people are scared of getting microchipped and yeah. it's all the weird conspiracy theories. And then a lot of winners saying that. And then even out here right now, they're, they're like pushing like this vaccine passport, like the governor's doing, which, yeah, you know, at, at, like during the, the pandemic, I was just like, I would do anything to go back to Disneyland. If that means I have to have a vaccine passport, like I don't care, like I'll do it. Yeah, you'll get microchipped for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get microchipped. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, 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 you know, spend my Bitcoin, uh, you know, from the microchip in my wrist or in my neck or in, in my head. Uh, shout out to Elon Musk. I'm signing up for Neuralink, you know, rocking <laughs> out to Spotify in my brain. You won't even know. Um, I, I'm just interested to see where like all this goes in the future when it comes to like technology, because obviously I, I feel like at some point we're going to have to either crash and burn is like uh, you know a society or we're gonna uh, you know advance to the next level right yeah. be some sort terminator of terminator level uh, may, well i that would be insane right because that that doesn't seem fun i'm, I'm thinking like going to some like cool like sci-fi maybe like kind of like ready player one type shit I, i'm not sure yeah okay i'm familiar yeah i don't know maybe i just have too much fun in like virtual worlds like there's a there's this new game i was like we've talked about it new world yeah, which is awesome which i'm obsessed about and also really sad that i haven't played in uh, about 24 hours because my internet uh you know was down yesterday that fucking sucks yeah i i felt so disconnected even though like i, I still had my cell phone and I, and I was just i just sat around reading comic books and watching like weird movies that i had just had on my computer uh yeah. you know i was just offline yesterday but i, I just can't stop thinking like like i have to get my lo- like you know my logging up i'm you know level like yeah. 40 whatever i'm I'm, th- I'm thinking about chopping down these like virtual yeah. trees and like you know where i want to go fishing and it's just so insane and like maybe uh i'm part of the problem but i'm just so like i would love to kind of like did you ever like play or watch um the anime uh, uh dot hack back in the day no i never saw that uh, basically they would like log into like a, a, a mmo game but like they would actually yeah. be in the, the virtual world right there's okay, many things yeah. like that but that's just something like i hope 
I can live long enough to where I can do something like that, where I can. We're closer than you think. We might, you know, some people say we're in it already. So who knows? Yeah. But I would love to be like, all right, uh, you know, just finish the podcast. I'm about to, you know, plug into new world and just go, you know, kill some turkeys, uh, you know, go battle some undead pirates, whatever, uh, but whatever type of world. But I'm just obsessed. And I'm surprised at how much I actually like that game because I played the beta. Yeah, and I didn't want to go too deep in the beta because there's been games like uh, Destiny, right? I was in the alpha, the beta, then the game comes out, and I'm like, dude, I've done this shit like four times already. I don't want to do this again. Yeah. So I, I I paced myself in the beta. I was like, okay, let me just get to level ten and just kind of feel it out. And got to level ten, it was like whatever. But then the game actually came out. I'm like, okay, like let me play it again and see if I actually like it a little more. Then obviously things are a little more flushed out because it was just the beta, and the game. Is actually really fun. I, I I'm a huge fan of it right now, and uh, it's it's like the majority of what I've been playing for like the past week. Yeah, I, me and everyone, you know, most of the guys, uh, a couple of the guys that shackled me and Dylan were just on literally before this. I was playing with him, and I'm having like such a good time by that game. Like I I've played I played WoW and like Maple Story and like other MMOs. Before. <laughs> Maple Story. <laughs> I love Maple Story. What the that, that's that's a, that's such a throwback because that's something that I, I played a lot in high school and I don't think I've ever heard anybody even mention Maple Story. So just hearing it from you, I, th- I think it's crazy. I I love that shit. That game is awesome. I listen to the login theme every day. That's wild. Okay, so you're like a super fan. Yeah. Um, but New World's awesome. That game's like, every everything in that game is awesome. All the skills being like so used is like the most insane thing ever. Every item you get is just used. Like every like thing you gather, you craft is just like. Okay, cool. You're gonna need this. Yeah, maybe not now. Maybe in like 60 levels, but you'll need it. Yeah, and I don't know why, because like, like I've had, you know, I've played WoW, I've played uh, Rift, I played a lot of Final Fantasy 14, and I don't know why, but playing New World, gathering shit, like you know, mining, uh, yeah. doing the, the the logging, fishing. It, I don't know why it. it, it it just feels way more fun and like satisfying. It, it does. I don't know why. I feel you entirely. I think also because the walks are so long between like towns or whatever. Oh, I they're like, it. okay, cool. I, yeah, it sucks. I'm but, I'm constantly mapping out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna recall to this end so I can fast travel here just to get yeah. to this one place because I don't want to have to run up this stupid mountain again and uh, waste time. And I, I and I'm waiting till they because there's no mounts in the game, right? And not as far as I know. Okay. I don't know if there are. Okay, and. I'm, I'm curious, what level are you guys? Uh, I'm 17. The highest level, I think we have someone, we know someone's level 40, which is kind of crazy. That's wild. Yeah, I'm like 23, I think. Yeah, word. Uh, and it, it, it's crazy because I, I went in, I'm like, okay, like I, uh, I have this new fascination of wanting to be the healer, right? Because uh, every right. MMO, I've been just D- DPS, right? Yeah, just generic, just generic shit, right? Most common. I've never wanted to be a, a tank just because I've never felt that I um, had enough knowledge or was good enough to, to, to be yeah. a tank. But uh, more recently in Final Fantasy 14, I'm like, okay, let me try this healer role because healing is like being support sounds, uh, you know, fun. It's it's important yeah. and, you know, cool way to stick out versus DPS. You just kind of blend in with everybody. Yeah. So I came to New World America. I'm going to be the best healer, whatever. We'll figure it out. I have not touched healing. I've just been walking <laughs> around with this fucking axe, just murdering people. <laughs> That's all yeah. I've been doing is just that crazy ice gauntlet and my axe. That's all I've been running. Uh, I'm straight sword and musket because I hate myself. I think musket is like the worst weapon in the game, but I'm going to max it out. I don't care. I'm going to go full musket. You're crazy. Okay. I know. And I'm like super into like these 
cool and obviously like um, you know there's a no monthly subscription you you pay the so good pay the 59.99 plus tax whatever and then the way they get you is with like you know microtransactions those are completely optional but I, I really like that. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're still doing it. I'm not sure when it ends, but they're doing those uh, Twitch drops to get the the cool skins for your weapons. I'm, I'm not sure if, you, if you've done that yet. I haven't done I didn't know about that, honestly. Until it, if, if you see people running around like the world and they have like these interesting, like kind of like weird, like purple skins for their weapons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you just have to go um, and watch like a certain amount of hours for these streams. Uh, uh, I just put it on in the background. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's fair. But. Yeah. So I, I unlocked all the weapon skins. Uh, they're, they're pretty sick. I, I love the the one for that. The great axe. It, it looks amazing. But the game is and yeah, I, I don't know how, but Amazon just did it right. And, and it's crazy because yeah. it's like still this is what like maybe like we're like week two of the game actually being out. And it's just I think so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really crazy. Fun. Everyone, everyone is playing this game right now. Everybody. It's nuts. And it's weird to me, too, because playing the beta i i didn't I, I didn't hear of anyone having any interest in it for, for me it was just like oh cool like a new mmo like let me see if this is like going to be the wow killer even though there's never going to be a wow killer yeah there's never going to be it's just I'm, I'm always just interested because i just um love those types of games like i'm such a like i, I don't know I, I like mentally i'm like i can like this grind isn't going to break me i'll fucking grind these stupid you yeah. know uh you know chopping down these trees i'll do it for five hours straight and not even care it's fun for me so to just to hear people, like just to, like, even like people that I would not even expect, like that are playing. I'm like, oh, this is cool that like so many people are um, interested in it. Yeah, it's it's I didn't hear anything about it before it came out. I heard it was bricking GPUs. That's the only thing I heard that people's GPUs were bricking while playing this game. Yeah, I think they fixed that. You know, I, I hope. Yeah, I, I know it was like a very specific, um, like, you know, uh, I forget what brand but it was like a 3090, like like some streamers like, yeah. you, you know, things were being bricked, but then obviously I'm I'm not sure what the actual issue was, but I know that that company was like uh, like resupplying. Like, okay, like if your shit bricked because yeah. of a new world, contact us, we'll you know, supply you with a new one. I think it was EVGA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it could be, I, I, I couldn't I'm, tell you. Yeah, I think it was them. But yeah, I was like, I have a 2060 Super and I'm like, I'm not buying anything. Like I, don't, I got this lucky and I was like, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not buying another thousand dollar graphics card. You know, I've tried and I've I've tried so hard to to buy like my goal is to get a 3080 and yeah. obviously those things are like so hard to get and and then when I started seeing like them being resold on like StockX and stuff I'm like am I crazy? Like I've never seen the electronics being resold on this website where I go to buy shoes and clothes, right? I was like I was like something's not right and then finding out that obviously it's like a lot of it's like you know some of the, the earlier builds were being used to to mine cryptocurrency and that's why like a lot of them were um, you know being bought out like crazy it was just like all right maybe i'll get lucky and get one and I, i've tried like the new egg shuffle i've tried contacting like my like lo my local micro center to, to see when i should camp out but obviously it never worked in my work schedule oh, so yeah, yeah, that's never gonna work yeah so i can never camp out but then like talking to people like i like you know uh, jake abbott yeah, 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 and just seeing him, I come up on like a, a, a. Oh yeah, he got one, right? He got two. I I, I think he got a thirty. I think he got a thirty seventy and a thirty eighty, or a thirty sixty and a thirty seventy. But he got two, and I'm like, geez, like like you're so lucky, and I'm so like jealous of him for being able to to lock one down. But I have a laptop, like a, a game, like a newer gaming laptop that has a, a yeah. thirty seventy in it, which is which is fine. But like, I'm not trying to sit on my laptop all day. Like, I'd rather yeah. have one in my actual you know PC. But yeah. it, you get stop. If you get in the stock drops Discord, you can probably get one, but you might have to buy a combo. That's the only problem. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I'm just gonna 
Which is like I have a a, a 2070, which is, is still okay. It's, yeah, still. It, yeah, yeah. It, I, I can run stuff like you know uh, the, the majority of stuff still on like you know high and ultra. Yeah. But I, I think I'm at a point where like, okay, I, I think I might just have to skip the 30 series because like we're the 40 series are right around the corner. Right. And yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to pay anything over retail, if I'm being honest, because yeah, I, no, I, it's insane. I got my 2060 Super for 400, like right before everything went crazy. Mm-hmm. And now that that car, this card is like $700. And I'm like, this is not even like this is like the lower end of like the high end cards. And I'm like, why is this $700? There's no reason for it yeah shit's ridiculous and th- this is like new for me because obviously i, I i'm not uh like a veteran of uh building computers like i think i'm on like my, my second computer that i've ever built in my entire life so i'm, I'm still like learning new stuff like yeah. every day but being in this weird mess it's just like geez i just want to get uh yeah. i i want to get a good graphics card for the retail price like I, I never thought that I'd be having to contemplate like, okay, fuck it. Like I'm just going to pay double because I really, really want one. But luckily yeah. I, I just, I talk sense to myself. Like it doesn't make sense for you to, to drop, yeah. you know, almost $3,000 on something that isn't really worth that. It's not like, like most people I know got them off crazy, uh, like combos, like a oh, monitor, power supply and a graphics card. Mm-hmm. And it was like a thousand dollars, but you're getting like a good monitor as it was. So like, if you needed a monitor, it kind of worked out. But my, my little brother got one with a uh, power supply. That's like the only way he got it. He got a 3060. Yeah, there was like that 10 year old kid who found like a loophole on Newegg's website. I'm not sure if you read about that. No, I didn't hear about this. Um, yeah, I, I think it was on the website or through the app. Like you would just go to the um, like the, the build a computer section of the website. And yeah. then um, obviously th- you pick out your parts and uh, you could go and just pick out the the gpus but then you could just go and buy it individually right like you could go build, really? build your computer and just select that part and boom there you could just buy it for retail and not have to uh you know pay over retail and uh he uh, yeah he, he like published like a video about it and talked about it and then it went crazy and then new egg was like holy shit like this little kid found like a like a hole in our website so they had to like fix that and like it wasn't able like once it got out there right these news yeah. outlets started reporting on it they'd already fixed it but i was like geez i was like i wish i was more in the yeah. know and heard about that because i would have definitely bought one that way but that's that's great my friend got a 3080 this is a crazy story you'll enjoy this he was at uh micro center and he asked and they were like we have no graphics cards like get out of here like whatever mm-hmm. and his friend is buying uh i don't know like a cpu cooler or whatever and they're checking out and then some guy comes up and is returning a 3080 ti and then as he's returning it he talks to the sales associate he's like can i just buy this like off this like right now like from you and the guy, and the guy who's like the cashier was like i guess yeah and he got a 3080 ti right there like that I'm like that's crazy <laughs> yeah that's a wild moment i remember the last time I was at Micro Center, the, the guy bringing me up like pissed me off because <laughs> I, I was buying wow. a, I was buying a new motherboard because I, I was switching over from uh, I had an Intel build, but I was moving yeah. over to, to AMD. That, let's go. And Intel. And, and the, the, the cashier was like, um, uh, sir, there's been a lot of issues with this motherboard. Um, are you going to want to buy the insurance for it? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I was like, I, I think it should be OK. And he's like, well, yeah. there's like a lot of like pins and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't think I think he was trying to talk to me as if I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. And he was and then uh, he's like, are you sure you don't want to buy the insurance? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm positive. I don't want to buy the insurance. And he was like, sir, if the motherboard breaks, uh, what are you going to do? 
And I was like, I was like, you know what I'm going to do, sir? I'm going to come back to here to micro center. I'm going to buy another one. I was like, I have enough yeah, money man. to buy another fucking motherboard. I was like, I don't want the insurance. I'm like, it's okay. I was like, if it breaks, then it breaks. I'll buy another one. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I get like, and I, I know they make like some sort of like weird commission or whatever. Yeah, so like, I don't, I, yeah. So I don't know if he was just trying to get like a little extra, like, you know, bump in his check, but I was like, dude, don't, don't try to scare me into buying the insurance. Like, like what if it breaks? I'm like, dude, if it breaks, it breaks. I was like, I'll just buy another yeah. one. It's not going to be the end of my, my world. It's not going to be the end of everything. It should just happens. And sure enough, here we are months later, motherboards installed, zero issues. Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck that guy. That's goddamn right. Yeah, fuck that guy. I, I hope I never see him again. But but I have had good experiences, right? Like, because I'm not like, uh, so I, I wasn't like super into keyboards, right? I just had some like, uh, uh you're into keyboards. Well, uh, I, I wasn't, but I am now. But so like, I had some like. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> I know it gets real, real nerdy, right? Real, ex- real expensive. That's the real thing. Yeah. So I, I had this Corsair keyboard, right? Just like some like you know cherry switches, whatever. Yeah. And. I was about to record a podcast with, uh, uh, I, I forget who it was. I'm, I'm trying to think, but I, uh, I was about to record a podcast. I knock over my hydro flask, water spills into my keyboard, and it just malfunctions. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like the worst timing. So I, I had to like tell the guests, I'm like, yo, I just spilled water on my keyboard. I was like, we have to reschedule re- reschedule the podcast. I, like, I can't do anything. I, I, I just have my mouse. So I was like, I, I have to go buy a new keyboard. And I, I went to micro center and I, I was talking to like the guy. I'm like, Hey, I don't know that much about keyboards. I just need something good. And I ha- had my eye on this like Logitech uh, keyboard, which, yeah. which I, I ended up buying, but I didn't know that they had like a TKL version. Uh, so the guy was like, yeah, like they have the, the TKL version. I'm like, Oh cool. Like that's what I want. Cause I don't want like a big like footprint, like on my desk. Yeah. And it, it's been like my favorite keyboard ever. And it was, it, it was kind of expensive, maybe really expensive depending on how you look at it. But, oh, yeah. But it's definitely worth the investment and i but i have friends who like are into like building their own keyboards i'm not that I, not that far crazy. yet yeah so, not, I, I was worried yeah we almost lost you no, no no i i still get you know this one built by a major company but still uh it was awesome and that was that was my one like good experience right because like the guy was like super honest and didn't try to sell me some bullshit. that's awesome it's good when they're usually they're good there the one by me yeah okay well damn i really appreciate you coming on the podcast uh i I didn't think we'd get this deep into uh new world and computer talk but for anybody out there if you're interested go buy your new world uh support amazon because they're they're taking over the world right a lot of people uh, when when people ask me who, who makes new world and i tell them amazon they're they're just dumbfounded and i'm like yeah they do everything don't be don't be surprised that amazon's making video games yeah. now amazon we thought google was skynet it's secretly amazon secretly i don't think so <laughs> okay maybe more publicly now but yeah, yeah when i'm driving around town and seeing these amazon trucks left and right amazon warehouses popping up i'm just like dude it's here jeff bezos got he got he got us right we're, we're, we're done it's game over man it's game fucking over stop we got to stop amazon yeah i'll stop it don't worry okay we're, we're, we're gonna shift focus on this podcast uh from and the the, the focus wasn't even hardcore right it, it's just who i know right it's like 99 percent of my guests are people tied to hardcore which is completely fine i i love hardcore I, i've loved everybody that's been on but we're now shifting focus to take on amazon AKA Skynet. Yeah. And we're, we're going to do it through New World, right? We're going to 
That's right. We're going to shut down the servers. We're logging in. We're going to invade the servers. You thought uh, the big takedown of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp the other day was a big deal. Yeah. Wait till we. Yeah, that was just a warning. Yeah. Watch out. Wait till we, uh, you know, raid through New World. That's right. Syndicate takeover. Yeah. With my great axe and my ice gauntlet. That's right. That I got from watching Twitch. See, they, they already got me, right? They had me logged into Twitch. Now uh, they're trying to do it, it, it. It's over. Maybe. Maybe it's too late. It's too late for you. You plugged in. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, Steve, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Tell them where they can find uh, Street Fight Records. All right. Streetfightrecords.com for all orders. At Street Fight Records. At Street Fight Rex. R-E-C-S on Twitter. And search Street Fight Records on Instagram. Type it out. That's it. That's where you can find everything that you need to know. I post more on Instagram more than anywhere else. So go there and then always check the website for new stuff. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. This has been awesome, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>